0: Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another college football episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, it is finally college football playoff week. We still have a bunch of great bowl games as well to talk about our weekend. That's going to be jam-packed with our two college football playoff games, which we have the Fiesta Bowl between Michigan and TCU, and then we have the Peach Bowl between Georgia and Ohio State. And what should be a pretty eventful college football playoff this year. So before we start talking about all the bowl games that we have going on during here in bowl season week three and the start of the college football playoffs, obviously, please make sure you guys first are, you know, liking, you know, liking all the episodes, social media posts, whatever. Also make sure you're rating, commenting, doing whatever you can to better the algorithm and you know just continue to you know grow our community so that everybody can also stay up to date with everything college football and NFL related now guys, I'm telling you we have a decent amount of bowl games to talk about. So in today's episode, I may not talk about a lot of like the smaller bowl games. I'm going to kind of focus on more of the focus on more of the bigger bowl games, right with the bigger teams and everything like that. Now there's no diss to like, you know, certain programs or anything like that. I'm just doing it so I'm not here spending, you know, talking for an hour or whatever like that with you guys. Because once again, I don't like my kind of our catchphrases, right? I don't want to waste y'all's time, and I don't want to waste my time either. So, um, guys, we're gonna we're gonna skip Monday. Just don't. You know, I mean, it's New Mexico State and Bowling Green. If y'all are really that interested, maybe I might make make a different episode, but. But we're going to go to Tuesday, right? So we're going to start our week on Tuesday as we have two pretty solid bowl games that are going to be occurring on Tuesday. And the first one that we're going to have is going to be the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, which is going to be between the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, who are going to be playing against the East Carolina Pirates. Now, for East Carolina, I think this should be an easy win for them. They're going up against a Coastal Carolina team that no longer has Grayson McCall, you know, being the starting quarterback. He entered the transfer portal. And then also to you know, make you know add even more insult to injury, they also don't have their head coach either. So this Coastal this Coastal Carolina team is coming off of being absolutely blown out in the Sunbelt um conference championship game. You know, they're they're kind of at a very vulnerable spot right now. And they're going up against the East Carolina offense, which throughout this entire season has been pretty solid. You know, finished the year in an absolute you know, slug out between Temple, but you know, still have been able to absolutely throw the football pretty good, running the football pretty good. So in this game between, and, I, and I'm not trying to sound like an expert or anything like that, but between this between Coastal Carolina and East Carolina, I think in the battle, of the Carolinas here in the Birmingham Bowl down in Alabama, I'm gonna go with East Carolina. You know, nothing. I don't have anything against Coastal, but definitely you lose your best player in program history in Grayson McCall, and you also lost your head coach. So those are two huge components to your team that you're going into this bowl game. And I think, once again, just seeing how Coastal Carolina has finished this season, definitely has not been on a good note. So give me East Carolina to win the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl to kick us off here in bowl season week three. Now, y'all, for our next bowl game that we're going to have and our final bowl game that we're going to talk about here on Tuesday's slate of bowl games – at 9.15 p.m. Central Time in the guarantee, guarantee, uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona at the Arizona Diamondback Stadium, we're going to have the Wisconsin Badgers taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, both of these teams have been absolutely shredded by the transfer portal and also have been, you know, kind of rebuilt a little bit with the transfer portal. Now, hear me out. For Oklahoma State... They don't have their starting quarterback in Spencer Sanders because, similar to Coastal Carolina, he entered the transfer portal as well. They don't have one of their better defenders as well in Mason Cobb, who has already transferred out to USC. So they're missing two huge players on each side of the football. They're still a good team, but once again, Oklahoma State has been killed by the transfer portal, losing their number one running back as well, Dominic Richardson, the Baylor. So... Oklahoma State is pretty much running on their second strings and third strings in this game going up against Wisconsin. Now, for Wisconsin, they're not that much better, right? Quarterback play has always kind of been a big issue for them, especially with Graham Graham Mertz. But finally, they're free of Graham Mertz. He transferred to Florida. So, I think in this game between these two teams, I think Wisconsin's defense has still been pretty solid this year. I mean, they haven't allowed a lot of scoring to be given up on them outside of the Ohio, the um, Ohio State game and Michigan State games. So in this game, you know, between the Wisconsin Badgers and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, it's really going to come down to, you know, what offense is going to be able to, you know, get points on the board, right? Because Oklahoma State, they have a solid defense, but the way that they finished up their season against West Virginia on, on uh, senior day, and allowed a really bad, and I mean really bad West Virginia team who was down to their true freshman quarterback in Garrett Green and allowed for him to beat them. I think this is going to be a really you know, tough game for Oklahoma State to play in, especially against Wisconsin. So give them the Wisconsin Badgers because they at least have a little bit more momentum going into next season because they got Luke Fickle. They got Nick Evers from Oklahoma to be their new starting quarterback, and they're likely going to get a few more transfers, so... Give me Wisconsin in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl over Oklahoma State as that will finish us up for Tuesday's slate of games. Now, we're going to go to Wednesday. And now Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and obviously Saturday, are going to be our most stacked stack days of football. So, Make sure that you are absolutely doing nothing those few days right before New Year's because man, oh man, do we have some good matchups. Now on Wednesday, the first game I want to talk about to kick us off is going to be in the Military Bowl between UCF and Duke, which will be at 1 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Now for me personally, I love what Mike Elko has been able to do for the Blue Devils. Their offense has looked really good. Their starting quarterback for Duke um, and Riley Leonard, he has been absolutely excellent this season so far and You know, they're going up against a UCF team, which definitely has struggled to end the season. I mean, you know, obviously a crushing loss to Navy in which Navy only threw the ball one time and didn't even complete that one pass either. So UCF has kind of been, you know, eh so far to finish the year. Really good to begin the year, but definitely a rough, you know, ending to the season. But they're going up now against a really good Duke team that has been very sound so far this year in the ACC. And, I just think really I – don't, I don't really see UCF winning this game because I think Duke, they're you know, return a lot of starters. And I just think – I think this should pretty much be an easy win for Duke. So give me the Duke Blue Devils over the UCF Knights. Not Golden Knights because I know UCF fans, they're going to absolutely kill me if I say Golden Knights. So the UCF Knights. Now, y'all, for our next game. And what could have been one of the better rivalry bowl games we could have had? Um, we're going to go out to Memphis, Tennessee as we as in the AutoZone zone. Liberty Bowl, we have the Kansas Jayhawks who are coming off one of their better seasons in the you know in recent memory, obviously outside of like two thousand seven when they went to the Orange Bowl. But definitely this was a really solid season for Kansas as they're now taking on an Arkansas Razorback team, which very very similar to a lot of other programs has been decimated by the transfer portal a little bit on offense but still is retaining a lot of solid starters obviously KJ Jefferson you got Rocket Sanders in the backfield and now they're going up against a pretty weak Kansas defense who looked really stout to start the year but now have not looked that great especially to finish up the season so for Arkansas biggest thing is just run the football don't make all the silly turnovers you made in that that uh, regular season finale against Missouri. And I think Arkansas really should not have that rough of a time going up against this Kansas team. So give me the Razorbacks over the Kansas Jayhawks in the Liberty Bowl. But I still think it would have been fun if Missouri had accepted it to go to the Liberty Bowl to play their rival, the Kansas Jayhawks. But we all saw what happened with Missouri when they took on Sam Hartman awake for us. So I guess, you know, vengeance, vengeance does exist. But just, you know, Missouri was definitely not on the good side of that vengeance. So. Anyways, y'all, for our next game, we're going to go out to San Diego, California. As they're actually going to be playing, because this game used to be played at the old San Diego Charger Stadium. Now they moved it to the Petco Park Stadium, which is the home of the San Diego Padres. as In the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, oh my goodness, that is a mouthful to say. We have the Oregon Ducks taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Now for me, this was an easy pick. Oregon, 100%. Because Bo Nix, who already announced he's returning next year, he's going to be confirmed playing in this bowl game. I know for Oregon, they lost one of their top wide receivers in Thornton to the transfer portal. They lost Seven McGee as well to the transfer portal, but I still think this Oregon team is really good. You know, lost Justin Flo as well, but this Oregon team offensively is really good, and they're going up against one of the worst defenses in all of the FBS. You know, we talk so much about how good North Carolina's offense is, but I don't think it's talked enough about how bad. Bad, and I mean how horrifyingly bad North Carolina's defense has been this season. So in this game between Oregon and North Carolina, I think Bo Nix is going to have himself a pretty big day, especially when it comes to throwing the football, which has kind of been a struggle for North Carolina this season. So give me the Oregon Ducks over the Tar Heels of North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl. Now, y'all, for our final game, and a bowl game that I find personally really intriguing because these two programs are very similar right now as in the Tax Act Texas Bowl at 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN to wrap us up here on Wednesday, we have the Texas Tech Red Raiders taking on the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, Ole Miss had a kind of a cupcake of a a schedule to begin the season, right? Their only real tough game was against um, Kentucky, which was at home, which they were able to upset Kentucky, who was ranked 7th at the time, so I'll give them credit where credit is due, but... To finish off the season, they lost four of their last five, barely won on the road against a pretty bad Texas A&M team to be frank who was pretty demoralized at that point and now they're going up against a Texas Tech team who was able to finish the season off really well in a shootout against Oklahoma at home up there in Lubbock they were able to knock off the Sooners so in this game between Texas Tech and Ole Miss I'm definitely expecting a lot of offense because with Ole Miss they have one of the best running backs in college football with Quinshawn Judkins Jackson Dart has still been really good Zach Evans is still really good Jonathan Mingo I mean, Ole Miss still is really good offensively. Texas Tech they've got they've got themselves some weapons as well, but I really don't think Texas Tech is going to be able to you know handle the offense of Ole Miss in this game. So give me the Rebels over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now I know Texas Tech fans, if you're listening, you're probably like, oh, that's TCU bias. No, 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 no. Well, first off, if you can't stop guys like Kendra Miller and you can't stop you know Baylor's run game. How are you going to be able to stop one of the best run games in all of college football and what Ole Miss has in their backfield with Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins? So I'll leave it at that, but give me the Ole Miss Rebels in the Texas Bowl over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, y'all, that's it for Tuesday. That's it for Wednesday. So now let's get over to Thursday's slate of games. We don't have as many, so this is kind of the down period day, so to speak, which is still a full slate of games. But um, to kick us off on Thursday, we have the Syracuse Orange taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers in the Bad Boy uh, Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, which is going to be played at Yankee Stadium. This game will be at 1 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Now, me personally, if Mo Ibrahim, because I don't remember seeing anything about him not playing in this bowl game, because if Mo Ibrahim is playing in this game, this is going to be a Minnesota win. But if Mo Ibrahim is not playing for the Golden Gophers in this game, I think it'll be a little bit more close. But with Syracuse, they don't have Garrett Schrader as their starting quarterback, too, which has kind of hampered their offense a little bit. But in this game between the Gophers and the and Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl, despite Syracuse being you know up there in New York, which is kind of like almost a home game for them, I've got to go with Minnesota. I like Minnesota and you know the veteran you know veteran presence they have on offense with Tanner Morgan, who definitely has not looked that great this season, but still is a super long starter quarterback for the Golden Gophers. They have a really good offensive line and obviously one of the best running backs in college football and Mo Ibrahim. So give me the Gophers over the Syracuse Orange in the Pinstripe Bowl. Now y'all, for our next bowl game that we have, and was going to be one of two Big Twelve, um, Big Twelve bowl games that we're going to have here on Thursday to kick it off in the Cheez It Bowl down in Orlando, Florida. We have the Oklahoma Sooners taking on the Florida State Seminoles. Now this game, this game, I think is going to be a bloodbath for Oklahoma because Florida State, the way that they were able to finish off, you know, finish off the season with a great win against their rival Florida at home. Yes, they, you know, they faced a little bit of. Adversity because Anthony Richardson and Ricky Pearsall were able to just connect really well in the first half, but they stepped up in the second half of that game. Jordan Travis really had himself a true Heisman moment and moments in that game in which he had some incredible, you know, escapes out of the pocket and was able to run into the end zone. So in this game between Florida State and Oklahoma, if Oklahoma's offense is not able to get things going with Dylan Gabriel and Eric Gray, especially who I like Eric Gray a ton, I think he's one of the best running backs in the Big Twelve. But if they're not able to get him going, they're not able to get Dylan Gabriel going and getting the passing game going with Marvin Mims. They lost Theo Weiss to the transfer portal, so in the, in the defense. Don't even get me started on the defense for OU. That is just that has been one absolute fire dumpster fire of a defense. So. In this game between Florida State and Oklahoma, I think it's kind of a no-brainer, at least in my opinion. Give me the Florida State Seminoles over the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, y'all, for our final game on Thursday that we're going to have, we're going to go back out west, but we're going to go down to Texas as this should be a home game for the Texas Longhorns as we have the Uni- the University of Texas taking on the Washington Huskies. Now, if we're if, I, if we were looking at a full-blown, healthy Texas squad, right, B. John Robinson, you got Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Roshan Johnson. You know, still have a lot of your offensive linemen still there. I would have picked Texas this game because their defense stepped up tremendously towards the end of the season. You know, we saw it against TCU, which I can I think kind of gets overlooked a little bit, and kind of pains me as a TCU fan to be you know, uh, really. Complimenting UT, but their defense was really good. They were able to contain Max Duggan, you know, Kendra Miller for the most part, outside of that one explosive touchdown run he had against UT. So the defense has been pretty good. I mean, but the problem is is the opt-outs for UT in this game, right? They're not gonna have Bijan Robinson, who is their main offensive, you know, offensive production. They're not gonna even they're not even gonna have their second best running back in Roshan Johnson either, who both of those guys have declared for the NFL draft. They will have Xavier Worthy. They still will have Jatavian Sanders. They will have Quinn Ewers. So at least they'll still have three pretty solid weapons on offense. But on the defense side of the football, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure DeMarvian Overshone is not playing in that game either because he's declaring for the NFL draft Deshaun Jamison. So they're going to be missing two of their top safeties as well. And they're going up against a really good air raid offense in Washington, which Michael Penix Jr., Easily could have been a Heisman candidate, not necessarily one that goes to New York, but a guy that would be in the top 10 in terms of Heisman voting and a guy that also will be returning to Washington next year. So he's going to be playing in this bowl game. The offense of Washington has been pretty good throughout the entirety of this season. So in this game between UT and Washington, As much as I would have thought UT was going to win this game, I think it's going to be really close, but I think with Washington not having as many opt-outs as UT did, that's going to play a huge role in who ends up winning this game, so give me the Huskies over the Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl, which it feels like I'm almost seeing UT in the Alamo Bowl almost every single year. I mean, they played against Colorado in this one, they played against Utah in the Alamo Bowl, they played against Oregon State a while back, about a decade ago in in the Alamo Bowl, so... UT has kind of become a second home for them, but I think in this game, Washington, they're going to make it a little bit more of a home for them, as I think their offense with Michael Penix Jr. should have a pretty good day against the Longhorns of UT. Now, y'all, we're going to go to Friday slate of bowl games. We're actually going to have five bowl games here on Friday, which we're only going to talk about four, but we do have five. But the first bowl game that we're going to talk about and what has been kind of one of the more fun bowl games in, you know, bowl mania and kind of has one of the best pregame uh, – celebra- or not pregame, game celebrations as well, which the head coach of the winning team literally gets dumped with a jar of mayo. I kid you not, it's a whole, like, Gatorade jug full of mayo gets dumped with so – You win, but at what cost do you win, right? But um anyway, in this game, we're gonna have the Maryland Terrapins taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Now for NC State, you know, they were they were a top 10 team throughout the majority of this season, obviously injuries, the main one being to their starting quarterback, Devin Leary, really derailed towards the end of their season, but they were able to finish off really strong, right? Got a win against their rival North Carolina on the road up there in Chapel Hill, so that was obviously a good way to end the season. But they're going up against a really good Maryland offense, which throughout the season has been able to put up almost consistently 30 points a game. Now for Maryland, right before they were able to win their season finale against Rutgers, they had pretty much gotten just absolutely blown out, you know, lost to Wisconsin. They got they got shut down at Penn State, but they almost were able to beat Ohio State, too, at home. So I think a lot of people kind of forget that game as well. They were able to give Ohio State a run for their money, which they're being led by one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, and Talia Tagovailoa, the younger brother of Miami Dolphins, starting quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. So in this game between the Terrapins and the NC State Wolfpack, as I have a lot of family ties to Maryland, and, you know, I'm not trying to be biased or anything like that, but I think NC State, you know, their defense has been really good. I mean, their defense is absolutely solid. But Maryland, they're able to get points on the board. They still have a bunch of talent. You know, the wide receiver room they have is pretty stacked. So in this game between the Terrapins and NC State, I've got to go with Maryland. I think Maryland, they're going to be able to pull this one out. So give me the Terps over the Wolf Pack. Now, y'all, for our next bowl game that I want to talk about, we're going to go out to El Paso, Texas, as we have two of the most just – Unlikely teams to play in El Paso playing each other, as we have the Pitt Panthers taking on the 18th ranked UCLA Bruins. Now, I don't mean to do rankings because really this time of year they don't really matter as much because, well, if you're not in the playoff, it's kind of eh. But um, anyway, in this game between the Bruins and the Panthers of Pitt, Pitt they lost their starting quarterback Keaton Slovis, which. No offense is kind of a good thing if you're a Pitt fan because he's been horrendous this year, 10 passing touchdowns on 9 interceptions. Not really a good ratio, but they're going up against a really good UCLA offense, which is being led behind one of the top running backs in the the Pac-12 in Zach Charbonnet. Now, for UCLA, they had a really, really scary finish to the season, right? Almost lost on the road at Cal, but were able, you know, because DTR had a great ending to that game. Now, I think D- as far as I remember and as of right now, DTR is still playing in this bowl game. So I think this is a no-brainer of who's going to win this game because Pitt, nothing against them. I like I like Israel Abanacanda who had an absolute monster gear running the football for Pitt. I just think UCLA's, D- uh, UCLA's offense is really going to be able just to tear up this Pitt defense. So give me the UCLA Bruins over the Pitt Panthers. Now, y'all, for our next bowl game that we're going to have, we're going to go to Jacksonville, Florida. So we're constantly going everywhere, right? We're going everywhere. Um, in this bowl game, in the TaxSlayer Gator Bowl, we're going to have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Now, this is a very entertaining matchup for me because, you know, Notre Dame, they don't have Drew Pine. I think Tyler Bushner, who was injured to start the year, he's I think he's filling in to be the starter for, in this game. They're going up against a South Carolina team who was able to finish the season off extremely well. You know, were able to upset number five Tennessee at the time at home. You know, absolutely blowing them out, putting up 63 points in that game. And then went on the road, you know, at Clemson and were able to take down the Tigers. So, for South Carolina, they've got a lot of momentum going into this game. Notre Dame, I'm not going to they're not a bad team whatsoever. They have a real good run game. And if they're able to run the football really well, they should probably win this game. But, with my gut and you know just how inconsistent Spencer Rattler has been throughout the entirety of his career, as much as I want to go with the Gamecocks, they lost so much talent on offense. They lost their starting running back. They lost two of their starting tight ends. They pretty much don't have as many weapons as they did right at the end of the season. So in this game between South Carolina and Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl, I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. So give me the Notre Dame Fighting Irish over the Gamecocks. Now, y'all, for our final bowl game that we're going to talk about, Um, On Friday, before we get into this, the jam-packed Saturday, a.k.a. New Year's Eve slate of bowl games that we're going to have, the last game I want to talk about in the Capital One Orange Bowl down in Florida as we're going to have the Tennessee Volunteers taking on the Clemson Tigers. Now, if Hendon Hooker was still healthy and was playing in this game, I would pick Tennessee without a doubt. But going into this bowl game, Tennessee is going to be without their starting quarterback Hendon Hooker. They're going to be without Jalen Hyatt, who's declared for the NFL draft. Their defense, which just looked horrible to finish out the year, you know, especially on the road at South Carolina. Now they're going up against a Clemson team who has officially moved on from DJ Uguillele, as he's moved on to Oregon State, and you know, also to now they've got Cade Klubnik coming in, a talented freshman quarterback out of Texas, who's looked pretty good in this offense. And, you know, for Clemson, their defense hasn't been as bad. I mean, obviously, they don't have all of the well-rounded talent that they've always had, especially at the wide receiver position. But I still think Clemson really has a good chance to win this game against Tennessee because Tennessee – has has a lot of opt outs, which has killed schools like UT, Oklahoma State, who's lost to the transfer portal, and a bunch of other schools. So, in this game between Tennessee and Clemson in the Orange Bowl, I'm just going to keep it very simple. I'm going to go with Clemson. I have nothing against Tennessee. I mean, it was good to see them finally have a great season, but I just you know I saw what they were able to do against Vanderbilt to finish the year fifty six to zero. Joe Milton looked pretty good, the former Michigan quarterback, but I just think Clemson. I think for some reason they always were able to close out bowl games. We saw it last year against Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl, which they're literally returning now back into another Cheez-It-sponsored bowl. Or not Cheez-It-sponsored bowl. What am I talking about? I'm thinking of a completely different game. But last year in the Cheez-It Bowl against Iowa State, they were able to close that one out off of Brock Purdy turnover. So in the Capital, one Orange Bowl gave me the Clemson Tigers over the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for all of our weekday games. So we have Tuesday knocked out, Wednesday knocked out, Thursday knocked out, and now we also have Friday knocked out. Let me know what bowl games y'all are looking forward to. I mean, there are so many great bowl games that we're going to have just here in week three alone. I'm looking forward to that Notre Dame-South Carolina one, the Texas and Washington one, Oregon and North Carolina, and then obviously got to look forward to that Clemson and Tennessee Orange Bowl game. Now, y'all, for the just for the amount of bowl games and the big bowl games that we have finally been waiting for i mean absolutely finally have been waiting for let's now get down to a saturday which new year's eve the first you know first fun first slate of the college football playoff as we have our 2 semifinal games and before we get into those games let's talk about just some of the basic bowl games that we have that are you know new york six bowl games or we have one new york six bowl game outside of the playoff but Anyway, the first bowl game that we're going to talk about on Saturday, a.k.a. New Year's Eve, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the Kansas State Wildcats in the All-State Sugar Bowl at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. Now... Kansas State, I will give them the props. They were able to take down my TCU Horn Frogs in the Big Twelve Championship game, just you know, with a really good defensive performance, able to you know withhold TCU at the goal line, literally on the one yard line. So I'll give Kansas State's defense a ton of credits as they have some really underrated guys, especially uh, Felix and UDK Uzama, who is a great edge rusher, and you know, one also did win Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. But they're going up against the Alabama Crimson Tide team, who for the most part is pretty much returning all of their starters going into this game. Bryce Young and Will Anderson, who are, t- who are some of the top prospects in the 2023 NFL Draft, instead of opting out of this bowl game, they both announced that they will be playing in this game. So that's already a huge, and I mean a huge kind of, oh shoot, moment for you know Kansas State, knowing now that they're going to have to go up against Bryce Young, the former Heisman winning quarterback. Now, for how this game is going to go, I think Kansas State... Definitely is not going to be able to have as much freedom as they want running the football because you're going up against, you know, a team that has so much talent all the the way around on defense. And definitely, you know, watching some of film on Kansas State, you know, their go-to guys, Deuce Vaughn and Malik Knowles. Now, if you're able to eliminate both of those guys out of the offense for Kansas State, this should be a pretty easy win for Alabama. So... As you know, as in terms of who I think is going to win this game, I think it's going to be Bama, and simply for the fact that they are a more well-rounded and talented team. Now, Kansas State is a more disciplined team. Don't get me wrong; they're very much more of a well-disciplined team, but at the same time, just the pure athleticism and talent that Alabama has is something that a lot of schools, you know, in the country are not really going to be able to compete with, and also to the fact that Alabama, for some reason, they feel like they had a reason to make it to the college football playoff. They're going to be pissed off and wanting to avenge the fact they were not able to make it, so give me the Alabama Crimson Tide over the Kansas State Wildcats. Now, y'all, for our next bowl game that I want to talk about, and now we're going to get to the college football playoffs and Man, oh man, do we have two great matchups. We have two, and I mean just two great matchups. But the first one we're going to talk about, we're going to go out to the Verbo Fiesta Bowl as we have the TCU Horned Frogs coming off a historically great regular season, going 12-0, unfortunately would lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. But that would not be without a Heisman type of moment from Max Duggan on that final drive in regulation in which he literally rushed for 98 yards to get the Horn Frogs into overtime against K-State. Now they're going up against a Michigan team who were able to blow out Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game, were able to blow out o- uh, not Oklahoma State, Ohio State on the road in Columbus at the Horseshoe, which is something that is never easy to do whatsoever. I mean, whatsoever, so in this game between TCU and Michigan it's going to be a big big thing of who's going to be able to stop the run because with TCU their defense at times of season has been very sketch very sketch especially when it comes to stopping the run which unfortunately for Michigan or unfortunately for TCU they're going up against one of the better running teams in the nation because we saw it with Blake Corum and then when Blake Corum went down with a season ending season ending injury just you know just so happens that that Michigan has one of the best number two running backs in all of the nation and Donovan Edwards who absolutely exploded onto the scene against Ohio State and also did the same thing against Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game. So in this game between the Horn Frogs and the Wolverines, which will be at 3 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. I I really I, this is one of those games where I really don't wanna make a prediction because obviously I'm I'm very much of what you would call a very superstitious type of person because I absolutely like I, I literally will do everything I can to make sure I don't talk about my team's game until the day of but I like TCU, the veteran you know, offensive line that they have. Michigan also has a very good offensive line, which they got awarded their whole unit the best offensive line in college football. So I think Michigan is definitely going to give TCU's defense a run for their money as Michigan is definitely a way better team than Kansas State in terms of just offensive production and talent-wise. So in this game, as much as I want my TCU Horned Frogs to win – I'm still going to pick TCU. I'm sorry. Y'all can y'all can call me a homer or whatever you want. I have to have confidence in my team, and I think TCU will win this game because I think Michigan fans have been getting over their heads, thinking this is going to be a breeze. They're going to go into the national championship, likely take on Georgia in a revenge of last year's semifinal game in which Georgia absolutely murdered Michigan in the Orange Bowl. So – In my opinion, I'm going to be a little bit more biased and I'm going to pick my TCU Horned Frogs. But I do think this is going to be a very tight-knit game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout for either side because I think both teams offensively are going to have a pretty good game. But at the end of the day, it's going to be be how is TCU's defense? Are they going to look like the defense we saw against UT when they went down to Austin when they had their backs to the wall, which is a very similar situation that they have right now going up against Michigan where they absolutely – just kept Bijan Robinson to pretty much slim to nothing and rushing yards only had 29 on the day. So, I'm going to go with my Horn Frogs and be a little bit of a homer, but this is definitely going to be a great way to kick off the college football playoff. Now y'all for our final game that I want to talk about for bowl season now we have all of those games on the day after new year's eve but it makes no sense just to make a episode just for that because those games are going to be on a monday so the final bowl game that we're going to talk about before the national championship preview which that'll come out closer to when the national championship is we have in our second playoff game in the chick-fil-a peach bowl down in atlanta georgia at mercedes-benz stadium we have the number four ranked ohio state buckeyes taking on at the georgia bulldogs now with my gut, I have just some weird feeling that I feel like this is a game that Ohio State is just going to be able to offensively dominate with C.J. Stroud and all of those guys. Because as far as I know, C.J. Stroud's still playing. They still have Marvin Harrison Jr. They still have Emeka Ekbuka. Now, obviously, they won't have Jackson Smith and Jigba, who pretty much did not even play this year due to an injury. So that's obviously a real big loss on offense. But they've been able to do pretty fine without them. But the biggest thing is just Ohio State's defense. How are they going to be able to stop Stetson Bennett in the offense of Georgia? Because Georgia, despite not being a very flashy team on offense, They're able to, you know, pound the rock and get it into the end zone when it matters the most. And I think that's going to be a big struggle for, you know, Ohio State in this game because they've struggled against the run the entire season. And what does Georgia do really good? Running the football. So, in my opinion on who I think is going to win this game and who I have to pick, I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm going to pick the smart option. But I would not be shocked whatsoever if Ohio State, you know, their final game that they played – of the 2022 regular season was, you know, that upsetting, you know, loss at home against their arch rival, the Michigan Wolverines, who just so happened to also be in the college football playoffs. So I think for some reason in this game, I'm going to go with Georgia as much as it pains me, because if my TCU horn Frogs win, I do not want to see us playing Georgia. But I've got to I've, I've got to go with the Bulldogs. It's hard not to go because just because of how solid their defense is. And I definitely think that will give, you know, C.J. Stroud and that Buckeyes offense some struggles in this game. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode in which we previewed all of the bowl games and the college football semi-playoff games that we have going on here in bowl season week three. Definitely cannot wait to just sit on the couch all day and watch all of these games because, man, oh, man, do we have some good games coming up, so. Guys, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for just just continuing to be one of the best communities in all of podcasting as y'all truly are the greatest. So guys, before you do head out, please make sure you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody so that they can also stay up to date. With anything college football and NFL related, so guys, make sure you tune into all of these bowl games. Make sure you watch the college football playoff bowl games because those definitely are going to be some of the better ones we've had in recent memory. So, guys, thank you so much. I hope y'all have a great holiday week once again, and I will catch y'all back here on Sunday as well as we will have a recap for bowl season week three. See you guys then. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.